You're listening to DraftKings Network. Alexi Lawless, there is nobody in U.S. soccer that is more important than the Cooligans. Yeah, baby! Come on! By Coastal Cooligans. That's right, baby. The only by we are. Oh, speak for yourself, buddy. That's true. Yeah, it depends on how much uh, victory champagne is flowing. <laughs> we're here to enjoy ourselves, not judge each other. Yeah, we're not judging nobody, baby. Get out there, do what you do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Welcome to the show. Another super exciting, super secret, super special uh, second, uh, you know, episode of the week, Cooligans. Thanks, thanks to all the Gully Squad mem- members for helping to make that happen. Yo, this is, you know, I mean, we keep doing these second episodes, and then like the weeks we don't do it, I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't do it uh, last week because it was Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. So not, not much was going on, uh, you know, that weekend, but. I think we still, man. It made I really up, like this uh, second episode a week. Yeah, it made up uh, as far as for not having one last week. This uh, this one, this one's gonna be a doozy because holy smokes, what a! I mean, look, we record we record that our podcast on Tuesdays, and you would think that in just two two more days of of American soccer uh, reality, you know, like how much could really happen? But actually. A lot can happen. Too much can happen. Uh, you know what? I, it, what's annoying is people know when we record. Can't you just get the news cycle <laughs> to match what we're doing? They do know. They do know. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. We we contact every uh, GM and executive at every MLS team, and and even uh, we we hit up the. Premier League, you know, the Premier League teams as well, just uh, just in case, uh, you know, we BCC them. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> so they know they know they, they shouldn't be, uh, you know, playing with uh, playing with our yeah. podcast like this because they, we need to get this information before, uh, you know, our, our, before we hit the record button. Directly and indirectly. I mean, if anything, let us know beforehand, okay? <laughs> like, so, in particular, uh, David Villa leaves the team 15 minutes after we, we finish recording our podcast. <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> uh, look, all right. So welcome to the show. If, if this is your first time listening, my name is Christian Polanco. My name is Alexis Guerrero. And together we are the Cooligans. We are your favorite stand-up comedians in New York City that host a soccer podcast. It is not only the funniest soccer podcast that you've ever listened to, but it is also what, Alexis? Oh, it just so happens to be the gulliest prat. Exactly. It's the gully the gulliest prat. Uh and you you just <laughs> you figure out what that means. Okay. <laughs> yeah, by the way, if you were gully, you know exactly what that means. <laughs> so look, I mean th- this this soccer podcast will not only make you more uh, more informed, make you uh learn, you know, you learn a little bit, you'll laugh a little bit, uh, but it'll also make you uh, you know, kind of be a little tougher the, the, uh, during these holidays. You know, you're going to have like a uh, Christmas dinner and, uh, you know, gr- grandma's not going to cross the line. All right. You know, she'll she'll know that you that you keep it real, that you keep it gully as hell because you listen to this show. She knows 
You mean business. <laughs> That's right. Grandma. All right. That's uh, right. Um, so, <laughs> yo, check yourself, Granny. Uh, <laughs> yo, no more of that disrespect. I don't know if the doctor's messing with your meds. <laughs> but you need to chill right now. <laughs> All right. I'll have, I'll have babies when I feel like it. All right. Hell yeah. Why don't you enjoy this gummy bear that's individually wrapped? Don't ask me why it's like that. <laughs> so... Uh, look, we have to. There's a lot we have to cover. We're, right now, I'm I'm in New York, and it is two thirty in the morning. Alexis is in Los Angeles. Uh, we wanted Where to make eleven thirty. Sure, it's eleven thirty. You know, we're way past your bedtime. Uh, this is ridiculous. I'm supposed <laughs> to be showering to go out right now, and I'm talking to you. <laughs> so, uh, but we we had to we had to make this happen for you because these these the playoffs have just been nuts. But we're gonna get to the games in in a second. There's a couple things that we need, just need to recap because, uh, not we'll talk and we'll talk about Villa. We'll talk about Tommy Mack in a second. Uh, but we have to re- start with the way we started earlier this week in our first episode of the week with Jermaine Jones. Jermaine Jones. I mean, what what better way? <laughs> hey, look, you know this story just does not stop. And actually, after this last update, please stop. Please stop. Now it's gone. You, Jermaine, you've jumped the shark. You've really. I get that. It, you know, I don't know if it's sweeps week out in uh, in American soccer land, but this uh, it, now it's gone too far. So obviously, if you listen to the episode earlier this week, we're joking around the the back and forth. Uh, will will they? Won't they? Uh, just publicly melting down and, and really being very very public about very private things, right? In his relationship. Also, he got a little. He got too gully. He got too, <laughs> he got too gully. And occasionally, this happens from time to time. We have to we have to mention when someone has gone over the the gully line. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, right. When our gullometer starts <laughs> to gullometer. starts to vibrate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've broken so many gullometers. Some of the, some. <laughs> oh God, we have to Amazon just thank God we're prime. You know, we get them in two days. It's good. So Jermaine Jones, uh, I know a lot of people. Haven't um, there's a couple people who've been uh, who tweet at us saying like oh thanks to the Cooligans for keep keeping me abreast with uh, what's going on in Jermaine Jones's life because of uh, but also we just want to make it clear David Chavez did not message anything about breast to us <laughs> abreast just means up to date <laughs> sure uh, yeah we don't want to make any we don't want to make accusations we've learned from uh, Jermaine Jones's <laughs> mistakes right so <laughs> yeah we also learned that Jermaine Jones will put on a diaper and drive to New York <laughs> to confront us <laughs> Jermaine Jones is also an astronaut so that's good news. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's why you know you know the astronaut so, um, so Jermaine Jones, the reason we're bringing him up again is because, so I was mentioning that some people have been thankful to us because his account is private, so they don't really know what's going on. Uh, uh, so we, you know, they listen to the show to hear about it. But this, this piece of news, they didn't need the Cooligans because this was right on TMZ. And weren't we just talking about how, how Jermaine Jones, all he has to do is Keep it quiet. Don't don't really post about this stuff because <laughs> we were just we just, just making that suggestion. <laughs> we said don't post about it because you're putting you you're adding way more attention to yourself that you don't need. And what ended up happening was TMZ 
gets this scoop about a uh, a restraining order filed against um, Jermaine Jones by David, uh, what is it, Charvet or Chauvet? Chauvet, dude, like a fat kid in an ice cream shop. They get the big scoop. <laughs> so... Uh, so this is where we we currently are. Jermaine Jones has a restraining order filed uh, against him. And look, we were kind of just joking around, teasing, uh, making fun of him for being like kind of, you know, just going just back and forth, or, you know, and posting posting his wife's underwear and accusing her of, of uh, an affair and cheating and all this other stuff. And and now it, it feels, uh, obviously, a restraining order is like as serious. It's pretty serious now. And it's pretty serious. That's re- on record. The reason he got a restraining order was because he was apparently uh, texting or se- sending uh, mean messages to uh, David Chauvet. And he also sent a picture of his assault rifle. Uh, and oh that's, boy! That's when David was like, "Okay, Jermaine, being real French, I, I've been getting <laughs> scared because he sees a gun." <laughs> I've been listening to the Cooligans, and I was laughing along up until this point. I was getting right photos. Now all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> this is gun. I wonder if David Chevet was just listening to our podcast because we hadn't said his name until now, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my god, this is me." <laughs> I had no clue. Uh, <laughs> Shit, I was laughing along at this whole thing. <laughs> hey, this ain't funny anymore, guys. Uh, oh God, damn it! <laughs> uh, so look, obviously, the mo- it's incredibly unfortunate, and ho- yeah, I'm hoping it does not go past. Uh, you know, sending pictures of of your gun to a person. Uh, but- no, the uh, that's in fact that's having gone too far. Stop it there. Yeah, calm down. Solve your problems. In the most private way possible from here on in. Please don't try to shoot nobody. Look, you know, getting cheated on is is a rough situation for anybody. So you can imagine you have kids with each other. You can imagine how angry you feel, especially since we've been talking about this. He's gone back to being like, yo, I was so wrong. Wait a minute. No, I wasn't. Yeah. So clearly he's been he feels completely jaded. And I know this is why you guys tune in. To the Cooligans is an update on. I mean, this is this is a podcast of two comedians talking about what's Jermaine breaking. This is two comedians. We're on separate sides of the country, and we've talked for ten minutes about what what a retired soccer player's love life. This is the lead story on the Cooligans. Okay, this is incredible, but. You know, we talked about it and we feel like partially responsible somehow. <laughs> well, look, so what happens? It's just, I think that, you know, uh, to me, the, the partial, this is like we have to cover our ass because we, what if something does happen? And then it's like, oh, the Cooligans were just, you know, joking around, being all silly and look at, and look at what happened. And not to say that our jokes would influence this situation one bit, but it is, it, it, it you now at this point, we got to be like, Okay, well, it, the 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 humor gets sucked out of the situation. Yeah, a, a bit. You know, it's like funny when you're roasting your friends, you know. Yeah. And then one of them punches the other one, and we're like, "Oh, well, this is serious." All of a sudden, oh, you guys really didn't like each other. Oh, y'all were holding on to something. I thought it was just jokes. Shit, I thought I thought we was all cool right here. I thought everybody was cool making fun of each other. This one seemed to have taken it one step too far. Yeah. So look, hopefully this is where it ends. Uh, oh, I mean, not the jokes, 
but the the, the gravity of the situation. Uh, yes, get uh, separated, get divorced, do whatever you got to do. Take care, take care of these kids, take care, of the, raise the family. There's still, uh, you know, there's still a lot of important things uh, uh, to sort out. So. Think of the kids, Jermaine. Think of the think kids. Of the kids. Hopefully, he's listening to this or somebody who has his phone number and can just uh, text him exactly that. Uh, so. Or if you have his phone number, then you can text him a link to this podcast. <laughs> so you can listen to it, and then he'll understand. You got to think of the kids, and maybe maybe he'll subscribe. Imagine, <laughs> imagine Jermaine. Our next review is from Jermaine Jones. Uh, <laughs> I want to I want to thank these two funny guys for making me rethink a situation that's happening in my life. <laughs> <laughs> these two stranger, uh, these two strangers uh, were very funny, and they really just uh, uh, shone a light on just something really important in my life. So, and uh, then a week later, he can hate us. <laughs> so, so, uh, all right. So, look, let's let's get over uh, because again, this happened uh, after we recorded our show last week, and it's a it's been official. David Villa. Uh, officially is leaving New York City Football Club. It has been uh, reported uh, by, uh, I, be- I believe it was Pablo Mar who broke the story on, uh, on The Athletic uh, that his next stop will most likely be Japan. Uh, yeah, and he's going to play with Iniesta. His homie. Uh, so his homie is Ace Boom Coon. Here's my thing. I, people have talked about it. It's sad as a fan of the league. It's sad when someone who came in and played DP at the level that he has uh, leaves. You know, it was sad when Robbie Keane left, you know, because he's another one of those players that clearly came in here as an older DP and loved it. And I think you're seeing, you know, Slatan is a bit of a throwback, but it was kind of his style to always feel, you know, he's felt he's bigger than any of the leagues he's been in. So that's just kind of a style. So I don't know that he's a throwback in that sense, but he is a throwback to a, a bit more of a mercenary, like a guy you bring in to be the best player on the team and get the job done and make your team better. You know, David Villa, to me, is much more in the mold of the type of player that came in and wanted to help elevate the level of the league. He wanted to make the team around him better in the sense that he wanted to sort of inspire people to do better and, and work within the confines of the team as opposed to be like, I'm amazing, give me the ball. And that's the kind of captain you want. That's the kind of DP you want. Someone not too dissimilar from how Wayne Rooney is, you know? Yeah. Wayne Rooney came in and he hasn't been like, yo, I'm amazing, give me the ball. He's been like, what could I do to make the team better? To his credit, even though he wasn't a DP when he first came in the league, BWP is the same way. Someone who's like, no, I want to be a part of the team and I want to help make it better. Guys like, um, it's a little different in Atlanta because there's so many players that have come from Latin America that it seems like they're playing together. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Does that make a sense? It's not just one player coming in. So Atlanta's a bit of a different, Orlando is a little bit of a different situation. Even LAFC is a little bit of a different situation. But like, Vela, I'm not 100% sure that he's from that same ilk. You know what I mean? He seems like he's one of those players where it's a bit more cosmopolitan that he's there and he feels Vela, that way. I don't think Vela even wants to play the sport. He's just like... Oh, no. He's like, well, I'll do this when there's no NBA game. 
with Matt. I've never seen such a, a casually disinterested player who's also amazing at, at his job. It's really annoying because you can look around and see players that absolutely want to be amazing and are nowhere near as good as he is. And he's just like, oh, I guess I'll just put a curler in the top corner. Yeah. Uh, but like Rossi, Rossi is one of those players who comes in and wants to make everyone better. Uh there's a lot of them. And David Villa, to me, is kind of in that mold. That he's one of those players, kind of like how, you know, I'm trying to think of someone else. It's just like a Valeri or, or a Piatti. Like, these are the players that are, like, trying to, trying to like, inspire everyone around them to be better. And David Villa was that. You know, he's one of those captains that would play his ass off every yeah. every minute of every Look, game. And we, we can, that's what you love. We can go on uh, about Villa. I mean, from a, from a personal standpoint, I mean... You know, I I oh I knew of David Villa, you know, through like he was great in, in like, you know, FIFA for several years, and you always knew about him. Uh, and then, but then watching him uh, at the at the at the in the Euros in the World Cup, uh, like at Barcelona, uh, clearly like a legend, right? And when he, you know, was signed as the as the first player for for NYCFC, I was like. Oh, cool! Like, I, I it still didn't hit me, uh, because I I hadn't seen him like play so regularly that that of just how amazing of a player he actually is. Uh, just from the beginning, from the first year, just uh, incredible leaps and bounds better than I, I. It's like he stepped on on uh the on American soil and was like all of a sudden the the best player on in the in in you know in the US you know what i mean like it, it was just so uh noticeable and it, you know obviously we got to uh you know work with him and for designated player and and all that stuff and like so we, we got to know him maybe a, a, on a little bit more of a personal level just cuz like i feel like we we actually got to have conversations with him that weren't solely uh, fan, you know, you know, fan, and then athlete conversation. You know, he was like a little bit, you know, like more dis, more disarmed. He was like a more chill to talk to, and it, it's it, like it's it's pretty devastating. I don't know, just like as a, as a fan of the team, as a fan of him, uh, it, it is like I'm I'm generally concerned about the future of NYCFC. I'm like I don't know what. He was so clearly the identity of the team that who is going to fill that role? Even if even if you find a player that is gifted technically like he is, then you still worry that there's like oh that the the that that same drive that same personality that that was uh, infectious to the with the other players. I don't know if that's going to be easy to replace. Here's the other thing too, like you know. If you're an NYCFC fan, you're you're fearing now that the team may go out and just get some older player that sells tickets because their ticket numbers have been going down uh, year over year. Not an incredible leaps and bounds, but it's certainly a lot less season tickets now than in the previous past. It, yeah, it's a big concern. Part of it, I think a big part of it really is the stadium. Just the fact that yeah. there's not even like, you know, Jesus Christ, there's not even like a, a note of a... They haven't even decided what borough, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the fans have no clue if a stadium is ever even going to happen. So, you know, the fear is that they just go out and get someone that isn't really going to be a David Villa style captain. He's just going to be, you know, just one of these guys that's like, yo, I'm amazing, but I'm old and I can't play well anymore. 
uh, but like a Pirlo and they go out and sell tickets. Like that's not what any of the fans want. Yeah. And also, I don't think I mentioned this to you. So, you know, I did that video with Copa 90. It should be coming out soon um, where uh, Aaron West is doing, uh, they're doing like a challenge, Aaron West, Mike LaBelle. It was myself and it was a gentleman named Fernando who is uh, one of the co-founders of Metro Fan TV. Uh he, he said something that I'd never heard. He said that he's a little bitter about the David Villa thing because apparently he was supposed to go to Red Bulls. Oh. But, but he thinks, or this is what he says, and I've never heard this before or anywhere else. He says that the league told him to hold off because a new team was starting in New York City. Interesting. So, yeah, had you heard that before? I had not heard that before. Me neither. Huh. Okay. Could just be conspiracy theory. Could be. I mean, you, you know, I wouldn't put it past MLS to do something like that. To Of course of- not. As soon as you said, I'm like, yes, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, this is 100% truth. Okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a deal was almost done, but the league intervened because it made it made better sense for them to do this way? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, look, I mean, there's. Uh, it, it's not the first and it won't be the last time uh, MLS kind of moves the chess pieces themselves uh, to to kind of uh, configure the things the way they want them. Uh, but yeah, a, a, a bummer. I, I think for for a lot of uh, teams, maybe not, all, you know, I, I feel like the last, um, it makes me think of just the, the last game, right, against Atlanta. And, and I, I think, you know, via via choosing to not uh, sort of wave to the to the the away fans at, at Mercedes Benz Stadium, he, like him being a little bit more aggressive, like it, there was a a couple fouls that he kind of got away with and elbows and whatever, uh, and and I think it was and now in hindsight you're like oh he probably knew he wasn't coming back and was so fresh he really wanted to give a trophy uh, to the NYCFC supporters and. And he was really angry that he he didn't have the opportunity to do that. Uh, it, there's a I think you you it doesn't justify like you know kind of throwing a bit of a tantrum or whatever or uh, unnecessary fouls, but you you can see how much he really wanted to win, and and that's how he expressed himself. So uh, he's also one of those players that even if you hate NYCFC, you can't really hate him. Exactly. You know, maybe he, you know, maybe he rolled, you know, a little bit too much against your team or maybe it was like an unnecessary foul against one of your players. Uh, You know, but that guy got kicked around a lot, too. So this is probably he's like, fine, if I'm out of MLS, I'm going to get one of these guys back. Yeah. But he's just one of those players that everybody, you know, gutted it out every time and everyone probably loved him. I assume. I assume so, too. Yeah. Uh, So now the the future of uh, Major League Soccer will not include David Villa. I think that's the 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 big surprise at least for me that he is not retiring he's just, he's leaving so it, it clearly was probably a contract uh you know disagreement uh i can't imagine nycfc they probably didn't want to give him a dp contract he can he should he definitely deserves one uh with the, with the way he plays but he is getting older a couple injuries he was missing yeah i don't uh, agree that he deserves one actually i i would t- i based on his skill i would i would say so but maybe yeah, not. but you're maybe. also talking about a year older. You know, what I mean, All like, right. you know, at some point you have to stop paying someone for what they used to do and pay them for what they're gonna do. I agree. I agree. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I I don't think he was worth the same. You know, whatever, almost six million dollars. But 
I think he was worth a DP contract, maybe for two million or something like that. So, uh, but he can get he can get much more somewhere else. So you you know you can't blame him for that. But uh, from all uh, from all accounts and everything I see, he he talked about it as well on designated player. He is not done with New York. He will play somewhere else uh, in 2019. But he, I believe, he's going to be staying and living in New York in the future, or at least spending a lot of time here because he's he's still committed. He has the, all the soccer academies uh, uh, across the country uh, in in the Caribbean, and uh, so he he sort of needs to still be here uh, pretty often because he's he seems to be making an investment in the American soccer uh, space uh, in, in the country. So. So it, it won't be the last of David Villa that we see. So, so Luca Villa, you know, uh, <laughs> you gotta wait ten years, but he's gonna be the next U.S. youth national team player. Imagine, little little what? kid, little Villa. All right, that'd be dope. Sweet baby Villa. <laughs> so uh, the another player who left NYCFC, of course, Tommy McNamara. And if you don't know Tommy McNamara, uh, the the Chivas USA legend. Uh, yeah. he, uh, NYCFC midfielder who we took out on a pizza tour, uh, the OG pizza tour, right? Okay. The first and only, uh, uh we took him out. Well, the first, the first, right? <laughs> so we took him out on a pizza tour early this year. He, they, he, in the off season, we, th- this was the thing that we were trying to do for how long? Probably about a year prior. We were trying to find somebody that would be interested enough in doing this. And we thought it would be fun. And we, we talked, and about we were it. also trying just, we were sending so many different pitch ideas to, uh, what's his face to Tommy McNamara's like representation, trying to get them to say like, yeah, this is a good idea. And out of nowhere, we get a response back saying, Hey, I think Tommy really likes the pizza idea. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, uh, the beginning of something, you know what, I, I, the, the fact that he said yes to that kind of changed what, what 2018 was like for us, because I was like, that was our preseason. And we got, we got started with something huge. That was like so fun, so unique. And people got to see your, uh, you know, damn rain man level of awareness <laughs> and knowledge about pizza. <laughs> My ridiculous pizza knowledge. <laughs> so people, people got to see a side of you as well. Uh, and uh, so look, Tommy McNamara, his option did not get picked up by NYCFC. Also so he, give yourself some credit because a lot of the fans really loved watching your disdain for my love of food <laughs> oh sure i can i can i'm pretty consistent with that part uh I can, yeah no i mean but it's nice to see it visually oh you sure know? so the uh so look uh yeah nycfc did not pick up uh tommy mcnamara's option uh he will be moving on i i personally think he will get uh a job very quickly in mls he is uh, i i think in 2018 i i don't think he was I don't want to say he wasn't used properly, but he didn't. He clearly did not fit with the 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 future of NYCFC and how they played. He is he, he might not be. He's not as dynamic of a player uh, as some of the other midfielders for 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 the team. But the dude, when you have a cannon for a, a right boot, you're gonna get a job somewhere. The dude, he can bang in 30, 35 yard goals uh, with with some ease, and it's uh so he he'll be fine somewhere well i mean look people need midfielders who can score and he's one of them yeah so we'll see i mean 
tough to see him go because he was super cool to us and, and gave us a big opportunity. And he's just a really chill guy. And he seems like the type of guy that, you know, you want you want to see do well. And then when Domi comes in, I mean, he wasn't doing he wasn't playing a ton um, under uh, Patrick Vieira, but it seemed like he was a little bit more of an opportunity to be a, su- a sub coming in, like a late sub, super sub kind of guy. Well, Tommy, uh, I mean, Tom, Tommy was one of the, what, three captains that NYCFC has had. It's all, it's really only been Villa, Cheneau, and Tommy Mack. I, don't, I can't, I don't, I don't know who else. Maybe Maxi has worn it once or twice, but it's usually. I didn't even, I didn't even remember that, but I do know that the two, him and David Villa were the last holdouts. Of the from, first from, season, from the first season, yeah. So now, wow, it's it is officially a completely different team from uh, from what you know the expansion team looked like. So, uh, but one thing remains the same: no stadium, no stadium. <laughs> okay, that's uh, they've kept their promise. Uh, so that's right. <laughs> so look, that's I mean, how much heartbreak are we gonna deal with? Uh, like, why are you doing this to us? <laughs> but it is what it is. That is the business of soccer, and sometimes you have to deal with that. So, uh, speaking of the business, all right, the playoffs are are here, and and the MLS Cup final. Is in uh, in uh, officially what eight days, and we know who is finally going to be playing. It is uh, Atlanta United going to be hosting the Portland Timbers, uh, and the way they both got there, which was my prediction. Uh, did I predict that as well? I also said, yeah, I said uh, so. I said last week, uh, or yeah, I said before the game. I I just felt I'm like the Timbers. They when they make a deep run into the playoffs, they, they're just all this. There's always they have some magic. They have some something. They, they, always something happens in their favor that's just uh, just incredible. And and they they did not disappoint uh, when it came to that. So let's let's talk about both of the games, right? So the first game, uh, Rebels hosting Atlanta United, three uh, 0 down uh, aggregate and. Okay, so first off, shout out, uh, shout out to Sean for uh, for the tickets. Remember, I was I mentioned uh, mentioned them last uh, in the last episode that uh, thank you for the tickets to uh, to the game. Uh, he is from Austin, but he 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 has season tickets to the Red Bulls because I guess he go he, he comes to New York very often. So that's like. Uh, so you have level of commitment. Huh? Just, I mean, this is, I mean, we need to people think, who live across the street from the stadium <laughs> and they don't got the thing, tickets. This dude's in Austin. We got to praise these people. Okay. <laughs> that are this committed to the, to the game. So, uh, so shout out. Thank you so much. And I, you were obviously in, you're in Los Angeles. You, you, you couldn't go, but, uh, the game in it, itself was, uh, a rough game, right? Uh, we up, up three nil, uh, for Atlanta, you know, that they're just gonna. I mean, Mourinho parked the bus all day. I mean, why? Why even? Why even? Why would you give them a chance, <laughs> right? If you're Tata, you're like, hey, we did what we did. They they're are, gonna have to beat all eleven of our guys. Yeah, uh, and and props to Atlanta. I mean, they were. They just did. They just did their job. They, they had. They had no interest in making the game sexy, fun, or exciting. It wasn't like the RSL Sporting Kansas City game. Uh, you know, in the in the semifinal, this was just straight up. We're not gonna really let you bounce the ball around, uh, especially not inside the box. And just rebels just couldn't create any chances. I mean, 
I it's think just so hard to try to break down a team when they're all sitting back there and not even trying to score on their own unless you really give them a chance. Yeah. Uh, frustrating to watch. I mean, I'm I'm still physically in pain, mostly because it was it was pretty cold. And you know when you when you get cold and you when you're cold for so long uh, that your you your muscles just tense up because that's your only way to like keep your organs warm right and that's what i was trying to do and now my back hurts i'm like right now my back is killing me from just clenching all my muscles in my back to try to uh try to stay as warm as possible uh and it, it, it it's worse that the game was not entertaining uh just a fr- just frustrating i can understand rebels fans uh, being very frustrated with the team, and you know, rebels—they were rebel fans mad at us. Just uh, you know, out there, I was t- t- taking like Instagram stories and and, and c- catching up with some Atlanta people and whatever. And uh, and I, I I can get the sense of like, you know, sometimes people are concerned about like if uh if we what what's the word like are we impartial? Is that the is that what people right. expect from us? I don't really know. We're unbiased, We're unbi- right? And I and I think that's important. Look, in the past, you know, do we make fun of other teams? Yeah. Do we make fun of our own? Absolutely. Look, if you look at our, go look at our Instagram content, okay? If at, if at any point we would have done something that was pro Red Bull, it would have thrown the balance off because we're not trying to be pro anything. It's undeniable that we have fans from Atlanta, and when they're up here and they invite us to go say hello, we're going to do that. Bruh, have we ever been invited to by the <laughs> by the uh, Rebel fans to say hello? No. So why would we do that? Yeah, but we do In get fact, a, lot, a lot of love. I mean, a uh, shout out to... Uh, yeah, I was we also, do. I, but I, we've I, also been told to probably stay away from some of those <laughs> yes, tailgates. That's happened as well, right? So, And that is uh, speaking to... That's just soccer fans in general. Some people are more passionate than others some people are like they have different boundaries you know i i, I spent the 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 first half of the game hanging out with uh, nick lajman and his family remember we hung out with them uh for uh the concacaf champions league hanging out with his kids Hell yeah and they're uh, uh, you know season ticket holders for red bulls for years huge fans and and th- that's why it, it reminds me of the 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 stuff with the super classico right remember that there was a there was a video of that guy uh talking about how much he he loves um he was from Rived and he was like uh, I love my my Boca brothers and sisters and 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 what happened shouldn't have happened and and there's a there's a clear understanding like uh you know and I always love the sign like we're rivals not enemies right and yeah and look don't get it twisted dude there's some my homie Yuri, he's literally been a season ticket holder since day one. Yeah. Right? And guess what happened? When they lost 3-0, I gave my dude a day. <laughs> I gave him an entire, I gave him 24 hours after, like, after midnight from that game. I was like, I'm not even talking to my man 24 hours. I gave him a day and then I hit him up. I'm like, yo, how you feeling? What are you thinking about the next one? What do you think went wrong? First thing he said was, thank you for giving me a day to sort of reconnect. I know what's happening. And look, we've gotten some messages on our Twitter and our Instagram in the past and recently, I get it. You know, you're upset. This is rough. <laughs> this sucks. And you want to take it out on us because you don't think we're riding for you. Dude, we're not riding for anybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really all it is, man. It's like, it, it's important, <clears throat> at least to us, to like, 
you know, it's, it should be fun. And it, it's not like, you know, when uh, when uh, when NYCFC lost, it wasn't like people, you know, we can make fun, like whatever. Like it, it, it's like there isn't this um, like as American soccer fans in general, like it, it, I don't know if it, it feels a little weird to be so um, not to not have a rivalry, but like to to be like, again, we're we're rivals, not enemies. You know, I think that that should always be a clear like uh, uh, distinction. But look, they they were going they were going into this game three nil down. I mean, no one expected too too much. But look, I'll give uh, a lot of props to, to to the Rebel fans because they I I thought you know it wasn't sold out and whatever. But there were a lot of people there. There it, it wasn't uh, especially with how cold it was and three nil down and whatever. A lot of people did show up, and the rebel supporters were loud. Uh, and up until, and they knew the mountain they had to climb, uh, but they showed a, a lot of love and a lot of respect to to you know to the players. And that and is, let's keep it real. Mark Fish could even put this up: three 0 loss to them. He thought that was going to mean no one was going to go to the game yeah. because it would be cold. And oh, they're three 0 There's no chance. Watching that game, I was like, yo, it really feels like the fans believe they can come back from this. Uh, And that's not something that's been a hallmark of the Red Bull fan base. Yeah, I genuinely felt that. As the game started and I I was sitting in section 107 uh, when I was hanging out with Nick and I felt like how loud they were. And I was like, oh, man, this is like something that could happen tonight. but nothing did. Nothing did. <laughs> well, I mean, look, once again, you know, you're not the first team to fall to the hands of Atlanta United. Yeah. They're a great team. And, and I know I said that I thought it would be them versus Portland. And I thought Portland would win. Giuseppe Reyes is doing some magical stuff. But I would not be surprised if Atlanta won. The uh, MLS Cup? Yeah. Oh, the, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. The, the, I, honestly, th- this is this is a... This matchup in particular is, I, I it's a toss up for me. I don't know who I don't. I honestly do not know who will win. If if it was Sporting Kansas City and Atlanta, I would I would have probably favored Atlanta a little bit more. But with this one, I don't know. So so real quick, it's absolutely a toss up. A, a couple of things with uh with this Rebel game, the uh, again props to them getting uh, still an incredible season, the the best season in MLS ever. But unfortunately, with all the heartbreak that Rebel fans have dealt with, it doesn't matter. It it, it, it this is not it's not a big deal. You've won the supporter shield before, and unfortunately, that's you know it has to like end with like uh you know the, 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 that is that isn't enough anymore. So uh, the other thing, uh, there was something thrown at. At Miguel Amiron that hit his face. I don't. I. I could. I saw it. I. I. I can't. I couldn't tell what it was. But somebody posted a video and tagged us in it. So I, somebody said it was a cup. Okay, I couldn't tell what it was from afar because uh, I was on the other side. But uh, already, like, no, right? We know. We know not to do that. That's we can't uh, condone it, especially hitting a player. I don't. I think uh, Amiron definitely. You know, I think he played it up a little bit more than uh, he sold it. He sold it, but still, it's just. Like just you know, Rebel Arena is one of the greatest uh, arenas in the U.S. To, to to watch soccer, man. Like it's just like they, they, there should be a 
a little bit more class. And this and this happened at, at Children's Mercy Park as well. There was uh, there was stuff thrown as well. So it's just we got to yeah. Uh, Vermes had to go out on the field himself and be like, "Hey guys, calm down." So it's not just Rebel Arena for sure. For surely not. Things have been thrown in every stadium, probably in MLS at this point. Um, but come on, you can't like I get throwing a beer, but dude, trying to hit a player is first of all the guy did it's like in the first row like what are you doing you think cameras aren't you think cameras aren't on this guy's about to take a corner exactly so uh but obviously the the, uh, the rebels got one goal from tim parker just too little too late uh so uh, overall frustrating uh for them in that game but uh and let was- me say this i hate when people call this a win this doesn't feel like a win to anybody oh no no <laughs> So no. you beat him one nil. No, I mean, yeah, technically, technically yeah. but no one's going to think that walking away. They, they, uh, shout out to the, there were a lot of Atlanta United, uh, supporters that, that, that came through that, that took the, either took a drive or flew. Uh, but I, I do want to highlight one particular group because, uh, La Doce, the, the Atlanta, they got, they got to Rebel Arena, I believe at like 10 a.m. or 8 a.m. They got there super early. Uh, in really in very cold weather, uh, to uh, you know, to, yeah, clearly to uh, start start the festivities, but insane. And they were at the, at their tailgate. They were just nuts. There was wow. There was one dude that uh, <laughs> I have to tell this story because this was so insane. I was so I was I was there uh, uh, with uh, with uh, Harry Harry Hibbert. Uh, shout out to Harrison Hibbert. Uh, Who's uh, always on Twitter hitting us up? A great dude, and uh, and Brandon, uh, who told me about the about the the tailgate, and there was one dude who, I, as I was walking there, I, there were there were some people there that recognized me, and we you know we had done shows and they and said hello and stuff like that. So this dude started like hugging me and he was like leaning on me, and I was just thought I thought I was like oh he must I guess he's like a Cooligans fan I don't know like where where to the point where. Like if if I was just on the street somewhere, I would be like, "Why are you doing that?" But I was just like, oh, "Okay, whatever." He's he's a stranger, but I'm sure, I'm sure he knows he knows my work or whatever. Yeah, well, <laughs> just an adoring fan. <laughs> so then he's like kind of leaning on me, like he's like either drunk or sick or something. And so then then I start getting concerned, but then I start thinking like, "Oh, he's just like he's just having a good time." And then he uh he like pulls away from me. Uh, and he's like, he has a beer in his hand. He's like cheering. And then he starts like pounding, like hitting his chest, not pounding his chest, like hitting his chest, like he has chest pain or something. And I'm like, dude, are, like, are you okay? And, and everybody around, we're all looking at him like, dude, are you now, now I'm concerned because I, I think something's wrong. And I'm asking him like, dude, are you okay? What's wrong? What's wrong? And he's like, he's like my rib. And I'm like, what? And he's like, my rib, I broke my rib. I'm like, yo, are you ser- are you serious? Like, how that? This is just like, people are just waving flags. I don't know what he did that could have broken a rib, but he keeps touching his like <laughs> sternum, and he's like, I broke my my rib, and I'm like, yo, you're right. And he's holding his beer, and then I'm I'm like genuinely scared. And now other Atlanta United fans are going up to him and like, dude, are you alright? You're right. And then after like maybe 15, 20 seconds of his like, he's like in pain or whatever, he just lifts his beer up and he goes, yeah. And just cheers again, <laughs> and then everybody's like, "Oh, he's fine." <laughs> I don't even what know. What an oddball! 
was it was insane. Uh, and then I even saw him from because uh, he had his shirt off. I saw him in the in the stands like jeering. So he's fine. Uh, this dude, I don't know his name, but uh, he was lit as hell. And uh, I think his rib is not broken. I think he was just having uh, too much fun. So, uh, so a little too much fun for sure. Uh, let's talk real quick. Let's talk about uh, Sporting Kansas City and Portland. Uh, after so after this game, uh, after Rebel Arena, I uh, uh, I get a, a text from uh, Eric, the homie Eric Keating, uh, and shouts uh, to Eric Keating, Timbers Timbers uh, Army, and and he. He tells me, like, yo, we're going to be at Smithfield Hall. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll head over there. Made it in time. I caught the second half. As soon as I get there, uh, Sebastian Blanco scores one of the greatest goals I've ever seen in my life. Um, what a scorcher. I think it was one of the greatest goals Diego Valeri's ever seen in his life. <laughs> Diego Valeri's like, yo, as soon as it went in, he was like, yo, can I see that replay? I don't even want to. Yeah. I can't even celebrate right now because I need to see that replay. <laughs> Diego Valeri does the VARS symbol <laughs> so he could go over to the side and watch the goal again. Oh, my God. Did, I, did we ever talk about that time? Was it uh, Bakri Sanya that got a yellow card for peeking over the, the, the referee's shoulder during a, a video yeah, review? Yeah, you brought it up. I did yeah. bring it up. I don't remember. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah. this uh, Obviously, Portland wins this game 3-2. Uh, to two. The, the, the Going in 0-0 and the aggregate... Um, Obviously, I think it happened, but a goal from Dalian Shalloway kind of puts this. Uh, you know, Sporting Kansas City are good at home, right? Uh, but again, it's it's the Portland Timbers. It's a, this is a different kind of team, all right? They don't they don't they they, they play with a uh, they have a little bit of uh, you know like knock on wood, you know, no pun intended, right? But they they knock on that slab and it gives them a little bit more uh, uh, charm. So, but no, but once this Shalloway goal went in you started to feel like, all right, this, they only needed, even if it ended in a, in a draw, uh, Portland would have won, but right. Cause of the away goals. And actually I got a text from a buddy of mine. Who's not a soccer fan, not a soccer hater. And he's, he's probably a bit of a casual soccer fan, but he's not someone that follows sports, but he's from Kansas. It doesn't follow the sport. He's from Kansas city. And this is the power of the MLS cup playoffs. Okay. The guy decides I got a rep for Kansas City. I got to watch my sporting Kansas City play. And he kept texting me. I don't understand. He's like, I get the rules, but I it doesn't feel right that a game can end in a tie, yet one of the team wins. And I tried to explain to him, I'm like, aggregate the two. And he just he's like, I understand the rules. It just doesn't feel right to watch a game end in 2-2. This is back when it was 2-2. And have one team be the victor. And to me, it's like that's like when Shallowy's goal goes in, the level of energy and the, and the shift in power that Portland had to make to be able to overcome that, that's part of that to me is why the away goals work. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like the emphasis is like go score. If not, you just sit back and do what Atlanta did. The, that would be every playoff game. No one would ever try to score. This is, this is why I think uh the Timbers have a really good shot in the final specifically because they've been able to come back during these playoffs in so many games how many times were they down how many times did you sort of count them out how could they come back from from that that Seattle game that second the that second leg was insane that that back and forth uh and and they won in penalties 
uh, against in the knockout game, right? In the knockout game and against uh, Seattle. So they've just been through such an emotional roller coaster that I think they can they can probably get it done in Atlanta. Like it's just Atlanta's good, uh, and and they're they're playing these playoffs have they they're sort of, to me they're playing the best soccer that they're that they've played all year, uh, and it happens to be in the playoffs. Uh, so they got they got some they have some consistency, uh, but Portland has just that energy. I don't know, man. It's just it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great game without a doubt. But I look, I said, and I said this last week. I said Atlanta versus Portland would be the MLS Cup uh, final, and I said Portland would win it in Atlanta. And this is why I think that is because. You may know how how Atlanta's going to play, but you can't maybe can't stop them. You're not a hundred percent sure how Portland's going to play. Yeah, you yeah. can't really plan for pandemonium, <laughs> and that's kind of how it feels watching them. Like, yes, they have a system, and they certainly have a way of playing, but they have so many different gears they can go to. Yeah, this- that to me, it's like there's just something so. It's it's fun because it works. If if they didn't win, this would be the absolute worst coaching style. And you'd hate Gio Severese. But because they're winning, you look at this and you go, you know what? It's fun. It's, I kind of want to see this all the time because I don't know what I'm going to get. Yeah. I uh, Without a doubt. I mean, you know, we, we spend time in Portland and we see how they how passionate they are about the team and how like uh, even hanging out with the, the, you know, the Portland fans out in New York. I mean, they were just losing their minds. Uh, it, it's just so significant. And, but props to Gio Savarese, first year head coach, you were, you were in, you were coaching the Cosmos. Uh, you won there uh, and in NASL. And now you took in, in your first year, took, uh, took the Timbers to, uh, the MLS Cup final, and and they so did. I thought he remember. I thought he was getting fired by the tenth game. He was. They had a terrible start, but five games lose, five game losing streak. Yeah. Uh. Well, that's why that's why MLS is uh so fun, right? Because you can have those bad uh those bad starts and and things can work out. Um, well, it's not just us. Look, Mourinho still has a job, right? So, like, you could just be a terrible coach sometimes <laughs> and keep your job in other leagues. It's not just out. Exactly. Yeah. Don't pick on us. All right. There's a lot of trash coaches out there. Hell yeah. So, but look, Severacy, I look, I'm not sure exactly what the change he made was. And there's going to be a billion think pieces if he does win uh, the league or the cup, I should say. Uh, but I, I got to be honest, I'm really excited for this game. Yeah, same here. Uh, so December eighth, MLS Cup final. We will be there in Atlanta, uh, and we're waiting to find I, out whether we have press passes. We'll know we'll be in Atlanta. We're not sure if we're going to get to go to the game. <laughs> yeah, we just might watch it at your house. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jay Riddle will take over the crib <laughs> while you're at the game. So hopefully all, all that works out. So um, we're going to be thrilled. I, I'm, I'm excited about just going to Atlanta again. I mean, we, that's like becoming our second home. Uh, we go there. So I, at first it was Toronto. Wait, hold on. Can I, can I just say asterisks because we've done events there? <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Not because we're such a fan of the team and hate the Red Bulls. <laughs> Okay, just to clarify with people, uh, no, we just we've done shows there. Uh, we were at uh, the World Cup Comedy Tour. I had a stop there, and we went to the All Star Game, and 
And yeah, and uh, yeah, and I we've done the Red Clay Comedy Festival. That was our first uh, first time we've ever done a, a comedy festival as the Cooligans, which was awesome. Exactly. Uh, and I've done Laughing Skull, and it's just a fun. It's a fun uh, place to go and hang out and. We've performed out there, and we have a lot of fans there, and we absolutely love uh, love the fans there. And look, also, if we have Red Bull fans that, that are listening, maybe they're not listening to this episode, maybe you are. Do we get you guys are upset, and we get that this is a rough loss after a great season. But, you know, this is the beauty of soccer. Shit moves on. You got next season to, to go to. And, you know, to the guy who called us the douchigans, it's like, you could do better than that. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. You ain't I mean, even we're, trying. We're not the worst <laughs> people. I mean, do, douchey is uh that's that's a stretch. Uh, I think we're far from that. I thought fooligans, you know. Fooligans, there you yeah. go. <laughs> uh so we'll 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 try better for next season, right? Uh, yeah, you go get a notebook, my guy. Start coming up with some better ones. You got a little off season to develop. Exactly. So uh yeah, so that's it, everybody. I mean, just uh, well, the next time you're tuning in, actually, we can announce this uh, this uh, this week coming up. Uh, we're gonna have our our the people who will be calling the MLS Cup final. Uh, it, uh, John Strong and Stu Holden are gonna be coming in studio, and uh, we're gonna hang out with them and get the, you know get get the what we'll see what they're excited about. And this is I know this is exciting for John Strong because he is. Um, he was the he was the the play by play announcer for um, for Portland for Portland for a long time, and uh, and now he gets a you know call in the MLS Cup final with them, uh, you know. And, and we know this is exciting for Stu Holden because Stu Holden gets excited about everything. Everything. That's I mean, right. you could give that guy a ketchup packet and he'd entertain himself for an hour. Stu Holden I mean, is Stu Holden is the Jimmy Fallon of soccer. He, he really is. He absolutely just, is. Oh, that's so great, man. Oh, that's so great. That's so cool. That's so great. What's that? I, I, you could. I, I want to test this. I might bring a laser pointer into the studio and see if you'll chase it around. So st- that kid's got a lot of energy. <laughs> so both those guys are going to be on the show. Uh, and if, if you have any questions or anything, you maybe want to, us to ask them or whatever, or you just want to, uh, you know, hear us uh, talk a bunch of smack with them, uh, you'll, you can uh, listen on Wednesday. So again, thank you to everyone uh, who helped make these episodes possible. The Gully Squad. If you want to join the Gully Squad, go to soccercooligans.com, click on the Join the Gully Squad button, and there's a uh, for a small do- donation, a small show of support, you can uh, help the Cooligans uh, grow, and 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 there's also fun rewards. You can play us uh, on uh, play us in FIFA, or you know you can help. Uh, you can make suggestions for, for things that we should talk about. Um, and you can get in the super secret group, which might not even exist. I might be making this who up. Knows? Who knows? Legally, but, I'm not allowed to say. But in the in the super secret group, just to let people know, uh, give a little a little sneak peek. There in the super secret group that may or may not exist, there are conversations about uh, things that we're planning for 2019 that we would appreciate input on. You know, uh, and should I say more than that? And let's say for 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 I'll just I'll I'll say this: if if the Cooligans were ever to design a uh, a, a shirt that soccer players could wear while they play. That is sort of a conversation that's currently going on over what what sh- that shirt should look like, and if you want to help uh, contribute some input, you can join the Gully Squad and and be a part of those conversations. Yeah, r- real good hint. That's a hint. You don't even know what I'm talking about. Okay? God forbid you figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> so what is this Blues Clues? <laughs> 
<laughs> so look, uh, it, we it, it means the world to us. The people who are already a part of it are are the best, and we can uh, and we're 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 growing this uh this this community, uh, and it's and it's been really really exciting. So uh, and this may not come as a surprise to you guys, but the group is hilarious. <laughs> it's so much fun to be in that group. Exactly. All right, so. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and we'll be back on Wednesday with another hot episode. You guys are the absolute best. We appreciate you for the teams that did not make it into the MLS Cup final. We feel bad. The, our Sporting Kansas City friends, Coos, the, the whole Cooser family. I know you're devastated. I know it hurts. It is very hard. Uh, so close, but it, we're thinking about your Coos. We're thinking about you, man. So. Uh, all the best to to all you guys. And uh, so we'll see you next week. So, guys, my name is Christian Polanco. My name is Alexis Guerrero. And together, what are we? The, the Cooligans! Cooligans.